Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is Tom Fitzmorris with the second course of the Food Show. It's great to be here with you and with the... Oyster Lady, uh, Allie Lofton. Oyster, you beat me to it. The Oyster Lady, uh, Allie Lefthal, Lofton. Uh, Lofton. Yep. I always get that wrong. You know, it's kind of a tongue twister, honestly, because yeah. my, my first name ends in an L, and then my last name begins with an L, so it's yeah, a little it's bit confusing. of a tongue twister. But it, most things do confuse me a little, maybe more than not so, Not more than they confuse the hell out of the rest of us, so, you it know, is, I'm there um, with you. It is, uh, I just want everybody to know this, it, it's very windy outside here and there, and there are little thunderstorms here and there around the city. Uh, but they're not very big, so you can you probably get through where you're going, but be careful, of course. So and, we were uh, talking about etiquette um, that we wanted to bring back um, that's kind of gone by the wayside in, in the dining mm-hmm. industry, in the dining, you know. And where would you start? So, so one of the things that I said was get yourself dressed up and, and go out. Sure. You know, why not? Um, it's a no-brainer. And um, make a thing of it. You know, uh, Kyle make and I, uh, we don't get to go out nearly as much as we used to because of kids now, which is okay. Yeah. And so when we do, we get dressed up for each other because usually I'm running around in like sweatpants or workout pants, and um, you know, I wanna I wanna look nice, and I feel like you know when you when you dress up nice. You know, you feel better, and um, it's fun. So I, I would like to see more of that come back. Um, Me too. Except for, I'll tell you one of the things that was an etiquette thing that I don't want coming back, and I'm interested to hear if anybody thinks otherwise, is smoking. Oh, brother, please. I thought we got rid of it. We di- Well, I think we did. I think we did. In the restaurants, if they serve food, you know. But remember, that used to be a thing. Like, I bought a vintage book, Tom, from the Southern Food and Beverage Museum about, like, Mm -hmm. etiquette and setting up your dinner table because I was so interested by the book. And I I didn't bring it with me today. Um, I left it in my bedroom. But one of the checklist items was get your cigarettes and lighters ready out on the table. So this was an old book. Mm, Yeah. Right. You know, uh, it, it's funny if you uh, get an old movie or just about anything that uh, has changing vogues, you see how just how silly some of it is. One of my favorite um, songs uh, or uh, movies actually was Laura. I don't know if you ever saw. I that. don't know about that one. Uh, it it was in the 1940s. Okay. Uh, and. Uh, Laura, Laura was the name of the book in the 1940s. That was the name of the both the movie and uh, there, I think there was a book uh, added to it, too. But everybody in that movie is smoking all the time. Oh, in all the I, old it, movies, it, they smoke. Oh, my was, gosh. It was all- Tom? Where'd you go? Hello?
Okay. Well, I'm just going to keep talking. (laughs) There you are, Tom. Okay, sorry. You you popped out for a second. Yeah, you know why I can when right when I I this is somebody telling me something. uh, There was a a huge explosion style, uh, not a real explosion, of course, but uh, it's just a huge thunder and lightning, and it actually moved the furniture around. That's that's what that was. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, so good. Really, I'm glad you're back. So she in Laura, everybody's smoking. Everybody's smoking the, through the entire movie, <laughs> start to finish. And it's it's not a, a weird, you know, bizarre thing. It's it's a, a romance. Uh, but uh, but the, even if you watch TV shows like Superman smoking. <laughs> right. Yeah. And <laughs> so it seems to obviously for children, yeah. we don't want to show any superheroes sure. anymore. No, so, yeah, yeah the, the terminology you used correctly, though, was in vogue, which now that yeah, is not. Well. Hey, anybody out there have any etiquette things or have anything to weigh in on this bringing back smoking or not bringing or any or any etiquette mm. thing for that matter that isn't coming to mind for Tom and I. But um, it just it just happened to be something that I thought of um, when Tom and I were talking the last time together or people on their phones yeah. out at dinner. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. What uh, are you they, out at dinner for? Yeah, that's right. And why is that? Why, why are you uh, out why at is dinner? There, why is there no tablecloth and napkins? table right and what about all these other things that just add so much to a meal that cost you know almost nothing although the price of washing all of that stuff is significant yes but uh it's it's uh that's what i go to see it's sometimes i go to see the person i'm talking to okay yeah so i'm on i'm on the social media stuff just like you know, a majority of the next person or the yeah. people in my generation, you know, Tom, the millennials. But like I make a deliberate effort to put down the phone and engage with the person that I'm at dinner with. There you go. Uh, you and then I the... feel like that's an etiquette thing. Like get rid of your phones, guys, at dinner, because what are you doing at dinner? Yeah, let's hope they're, they're eating something. There are a lot of people who are not lucky enough to eat anything. So, oh, Tom, we have one. Alan. Maybe he has something to say well, about yeah, the etiquette be. stuff. Yeah. By the way, I just uh, for later in indulgence later, I'm gonna uh, cook a couple of uh, ducks for for dinner tonight. Ooh, yummy. Yeah. Okay. There's, only, there's only one step I have a problem with when it comes to doing uh, uh, duck dishes. And okay, we'll talk about. It. Can we talk to Alan? Oh. Alan, are you there? <laughs> you know, Alan, welcome to the food show. Hi, Tom. Uh, and, and hi, Allie. Uh, it's a pleasure to be able to talk to you. Yes. You know, Tom, with your duck there, from you kind of remind me of Groucho Marx a little bit. Oh, um, the, the most brilliant uh, humorist in the history of mankind. Well, you, you, bring, you bring him to my mind. Uh, and, and then when you did the duck, because, you know, <laughs> remember his uh, game show, he... Something yeah. about a duck. I forgot it was, but but um, anyways. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Hi, Allie. Uh, that was I'm, Doug. But hi, but hi, Alan. I oh oh Doug was making that noise. Okay, okay. Um, I'm. I know we're you're beyond vodka, but I, I happen to um, appreciate a good vodka. Thank you, uh, Alan. That's oh, yeah? two for me, Tom and Doug. Well, just okay. so you know. 
I, I'm and certainly not trying to to run your life. That's for sure. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Okay. Okay. All right. So the vodka thing. Now, um, what what do you what did you call Alan before I ask the question for you? Hey. Um, yeah. Oh, um, what what am I called? Yeah. Why did you call before I have yeah. a question oh. for you? I didn't want to interrupt oh, your stream oh, of thought. Continue. No, I was going to also just uh, throw in there uh, a Moscow Mule. Yes. Are you are you familiar with that cocktail? I am. Mm hmm. What about okay. you, Tom? Do you like that, or are you just against all vodka drinks? No, no uh, I, vodka drinks, yeah. Vodka, uh, If the, the only legitimate thing you can add with vodka is to make the alcohol content a little bit higher. Okay, and then Tom me, is completely I, I off the vodka train. What? You're completely off the vodka train. Well, okay. Uh, I'm, I, I'm willing to, to take that and live with it like a man. <laughs> okay, instead of my girly Cosmo drink. <laughs> you can have those, too. Okay, okay. Sorry, Alan. Go ahead. Well, no, I agree with the guy before who said he only drinks vodka in a, um, in a Bloody Mary. Uh-huh. And uh, that is a classic, but I do like vodka drinks and the uh, moscow mule is with um uh, you can use ginger ale if you if you don't have a, a ginger beer mm-hmm. and ginger beer typically doesn't have alcohol but so yeah it's like a couple of ounces of vodka if, if, uh, if i may interrupt yes. just for a second here. uh my uh yeah. my son jude at his wedding reception that was the official uh uh oh, groomsman's drink? uh cocktail for the party was yeah. the moscow mules Moscow Mules. And did you cl- drink any of it, Tom? Yes, I did. And I also had the You mug, drank it and you, know, you liked it. That special mug that they used for, for, for serving that. Yeah. So, Which uh, is the copper one, right? Isn't it? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, it's a copper mug. Um, yeah, my son and- said this will be great because nobody else ever uses them for anything. So he, he, he bought a bunch of them. And then never and used them again. No. Uh, oh, that may be true. Uh or it might have been a paper version of it. I doubt it. <laughs> okay, sorry. We keep interrupting, Alan. Go ahead. Okay. Well, no, I think it would be great, you know, if the, if the guests took home a, a little copper mug, then um, they can use them for their Moscow mules. But yeah. um, uh, anyways, no, Allie, I've, I've been using your shells uh, just about every night. Um, just trying shells? different recipes? The shells, the ceramic shells, Tom. Oh, 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 yeah. yeah. You know, they're fantastic because, um, and, and I'm sure it's intentional, not all of them are the same size. I've got a few that are a little bit bigger than the others. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, I, I, I take two of those shells and fill it um, with either oysters. Recently, I did the uh, Dungeness crab. Yep. Uh, that sounds delicious. With just a little shaving of, of a beaker's cheese because you don't really need to if it's good, good fresh seafood, good oysters. You don't want to cover up the taste. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think but, cheese yeah. and um, seafood ought to be together. Except anyway. for on oysters, Tom. For the- you know, I, I agree with – for years I've heard Tom say that, um, uh, that that cheese really doesn't go with and, – and I agree, but in certain – a little crab meat uh, – uh, I think there was a reason why crab meat au gratin was uh, a, a recipe devised by um, – I, I don't know if it was Antoine's or, or Dallas but um, and, and maybe I'm wrong about both. But that's the only exception I make. 
that said, I do like a little sprinkling of a good Parmesan or uh, uh, yeah. Grana or, uh on 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 an oyster that's grilled. You know, the mm-hmm. way I try, like like Drago's, it's a simple recipe. Uh, butter, garlic, um, you know, a, a, and a little bit of Parmesan cheese, uh, little, maybe pepper flakes. Uh, uh, you don't have to do much. Um, but, I, yeah, for an appetizer, I pop two of those in a broiler uh, uh, with um, some oysters and, and Drago style, and that's a great appetizer. Oh, good. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll answer the question regarding size because we've had that before. And the truth of the matter is, is that, um, you know, so they're all hand molded, right? They are. Well, my husband and my brother-in-law's hands are bigger than mine. So oh, that no. smaller now, one. How did you solve that? <laughs> the, the, the smaller ones are probably mine because my hands are smaller, and I'm and I'm finishing them that way. And then my husband and my brother-in-law's hands are bigger, so they're creating a bigger shell. Um. So and, and of course because they're hand finished, they're not going to be identical, and that's kind of the point because oysters yeah, aren't, you know, all yeah. the same size. That's different. That is the. The beauty of it. That's the beauty yep. of it. But the point is that, that, that they all sit upright and hold, you know, a, a good solid amount of um, topping and seafood, et cetera. But, yeah, the smaller ones are probably because they're my small, my smaller hands. Oh, they're all perfectly sized. But I do like the fact that there are a couple of them that uh, you can, like, just make it a little mini uh, casserole. Right, cassoulette. Yeah. Yes. Cassoulet, yes, that's, a, that's a word we don't hear too much anymore, but that's a, a very good one for what you are describing. Right, for a small thing like that. Yeah. Hey, Tom, I had yeah. a good question. And, and, Alan, you're a school teacher, and, I, Tom, I think this goes along the lines of kind of like the etiquette thing that we were talking about, but mm-hmm. something else. Tom, did you have home economic classes when you were a kid? No. My mother did. Wait, what? My mother did. You didn't have any home no. ec classes? No, I was already, by the time I was uh, 13 years old, I was working in the Time Saver and uh, actually boiling uh, chicken, uh, fried chicken. Uh, Allie, I was 13. I mean, uh, uh, I, I, you know, boys, I do remember home ec, but boys usually took shop and the girls took home ec. Oh, yeah, okay. Right. Well, that's... I was, well, let me tell y'all something then. When I was in middle school, we still had home ec and the boys were in there with me. And that's Ooh. that's the first introduction that we got. No, Tom. <laughs> I couldn't help it. I'm I know. Sorry. I knew somebody was, was going to slip that in there. Um, that's the first introduction um, that we got to ho- to cooking. I mean, I cooked at home, obviously, with my with my family, and and that's something I want to bring back. Yeah, I, I want to uh, bring back home thought. at. To the schools. I, I think so. And, and since uh, being a good cook or a cook at all is something that are, is viewed as uh, a good thing. Uh, if, if this were 1989, uh, maybe the younger guys would get a lot of flack for it, but not anymore. Every, no, you, not you at all. Be, There's uh, no home ec classes, Alan, for your kids. What age do you teach? Well, okay, so let me let me say here at the uh, high school. I, and I think uh, we about got to go to break, so tell me about it um, uh, so we don't cut you off. We have, we have culinary class, culinary mm-hmm. class, and, and, and yes, it's, it's just as many guys are in that class uh, as girls. Wait, right uh, now? Yeah. 
Yes. Yeah, yeah oh. it's going on. There's a uh, one that I know yeah. a lot about because I've spoken to them uh, a number of times. St. Charles Parish has uh, on the West Bank there, they have a facility that does two things. One of them is that everybody in it, and that's male, female, whatever, they all uh, do uh, cooking classes. And the other one, on just on the other side of the wall, is a television production operation. Uh, this is pretty high thinking for a, a, a high school level. I wonder uh, if that's because we are New Orleans. You well, know what I, I think mean? I'm, I'm like, sure that has a lot to do with it. You know, we are a culinary a mecca. One. But Alan, you're saying up there on the on the West Coast, yeah. they do. Yeah. Uh -oh. Yes, and and just briefly, I remember. Okay. Hey, guys. Oh, I'm sorry. Are we? Was, we're running into break. Not, not too bad, but uh, there are these lightning storms coming down, and uh, every time one does, the we go off for us for a couple of seconds. But uh, also at this moment, we have Chef Andrea oh, waiting okay. to do his gig. Oh, thank so you, Alan. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm going to put you. I'm going to put you on hold, and yeah, then we'll yeah. come back, uh, 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 Ollie. Right. Okay. Don't, yep. Don't put it like All right. Let's see. Like it. uh, it's time. Time for a visit from Chef Andrea. Hey, Tom. Hey, Chef. Hi, Dawn. Beautiful. Ooh, which which one? Beautiful. Marian. Well, Tom. I'm not beautiful, so you're it not must be doll you. or beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're all good looking and some and some. Now, I I mean, you know, Tom was working at all early age. You couldn't do economic, uh, you know, school. I mean, you know, he's, he's, you know, he knows a lot about other things, but singing definitely is the best. But uh, you know, funny it. <laughs> hey, Chef, I have a question for you. Please. Did you um did you have like home ec classes or cooking classes when you were in school as a as a kid like a young kid obviously wait, 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 you became oh, yeah. a chef. I'm going to tell you the answer to this one. Yes, he started yes. doing it as a baker when he was seven years old. No. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. And uh, I have the proofs and uh, I have the pictures of the little kid baking in the oven as a little kid. I have the picture, beautiful picture, by the way. And then, uh, but, you know, it's a long story, but I made very short. Uh, the bakery was very close to my house. My grandmother used to wake me up at uh, 1 o'clock in the morning, go to work, and then at 7.30, go back home, uh, change my clothes, put the, the uh, school uniform, go to school until 1 o'clock in the afternoon. That go is home, a tall eat, tale. You're go, telling me go a tall to, tale. Go, go to sleep until uh, 4 o'clock in the afternoon, go back in the bakery, make a whole wheat bread and uh, breadstick. But at that time... We make bread trick by hand and uh, croissant brioche, go home at 9 o'clock, eat, go to sleep, and I did that for about seven and a half years. But oh other than that, goodness. I uh, worked in my uh, uncle restaurant in Capri, um, hotel, residenza, in Faraglione, and uh, then I went to school, uh, hotel school, then I, I did my apprenticeship program when I was 14 and a half years old, Hotel Luna in Capri, which is a beautiful five-star hotel right in the cliff of the Faraglione in Capri, uh, Parco Augusto. It's a beautiful hotel. And then uh, when I was 16 and a half years old, I graduated, and I went in Switzerland. I was cooking since I was seven and a half years old. Wow. Um, yeah. I told you. But that's <laughs> Europe. Yeah, the, the whole way everything works in Europe. So just what was the way. very first thing you learned to do at seven? I mean... I was uh, um, making mixing the dough um, with your with hands, the, and then the rosette. Rosette is a, a very small panini, ro small rolls that we used to have for the hotel restaurant that we distributed in the uh, island, and from the bakery with the owner. I was going uh, five o'clock a.m., 
six o'clock to deliver the bread or tell a restaurant around the island and then come come home and, and get dressed and go to school. Uh, then I, that's where I learned to do the brioche and, and the bread sticks and uh, the panini bread. Of course, I was already, uh, I would say about maybe I was four foot tall at that time, four, and I was baking, uh, I was baking the bread in the oven. That time, the oven were... Um, Feed by the wood, you know, wood, um, charcoal, and uh, we used to do all that, uh, put the oven on. And matter of fact, sometimes I was sleeping on the floor next to the, the fire. At the bakery? At the bakery, yeah, beautiful. I, and the bakery is still today, 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 if you Google, uh, the bakery is called Gallardo Massimino. Pasteria. That sounds and, Italian, yeah. yeah. So the same bakery that you it's were working in at yeah. seven years old. How do you like yeah. that, huh? Wow. It's pretty amazing, yeah. isn't it? It's beautiful. I'm, I'm yeah. very proud and very happy that my daddy put him to work, and I've been working since. So I'm 68 today. I'm very proud. I today? Look, today is your birthday? You're 68? 68. I'm a little older than Tom. Tom is, uh, looks older than me, but I'm a little... Uh... <laughs> now, come on. No jabs, boys. <laughs> and then, uh, but anyway, I'm 60. No, not today. In January. Oh, oh okay. In, yeah, January. I okay. in February. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. Now that we've uh, gone yeah. through all of this, uh, give them a quick rundown of what you got going for the weekend. Uh, we have some uh, lots of wonderful fresh seafood, as you know, Tom. The pampano, yep. your favorite, the flounder, the amberjack, the American red snapper. And then we have alligator, mm. uh, scallopini. That's what you want. Wonderful. We have uh, oxtail, bacinara. We have some beautiful pork hind shank, also buco, which uh, is a German. Uh, it's a German. Um, uh, October fast around this time of the year, but we do around the year in a, in a special. We do special every day in season, as you know, whatever's in season, we do that. And uh, this is some of the entree tonight, beside the veal shank also buco. The veal is, of course, our guest favorite. The veal chop, and um, also we have some other wonderful, great fish. And don't forget the chapina, the bouillabaisse, which is one of our guest favorite favorite dish. Here in Dresden, to we open for 35 years. Time to be 35 coming. I know it's 32 for you, but mine is 35 coming up. So I'm um, proud to be with your program, and uh, you have a great show. And I always love to be with it's your show. It's a great reputation, Chef. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, thank you. That's uh, Chef Andrea. Tonight we have a Bobby Holler on, on the Copy Blue, if in case you yeah. have time. Uh, stop by pass around that we have from 8 to 11. Uh, Bobby Hall playing the Copy Brew Lounge for a little appetite or a small plate or just desserts or just have a drink. Come join yeah, us because yeah, we'd love to have you. Never know. Perfect. Yeah. All, right. All of this is at Andreas, and he is right across Causeway Boulevard from Lakeside Mall, open seven days a week for everything, including lunch and dinner and Sunday brunch and Sunday uh, Sunday everything. Champagne brunch, yeah. Champagne Absolutely. brunch. All yeah. right. Uh, Thank you, Chef. Right Thank you, my uh, love. Have a good weekend, beautiful. And Ciao. I look forward to see you soon. Ciao, Bella. Arrivederci a tutti, Andrea. 834-8583, Andrea. Arrivederci a tutti. Ciao. Have a great weekend. Mm. Ciao. Only, only four more little pieces to do, and then he'll be. It's the Food Show. This is Tom Fitzmorris. Uh, what do you think, uh, Ollie? Do we have to take a break, Tom? Uh, would you like to, or would uh, you prefer yes, not? Yes, we do. Ron is saying, or Doug is saying yeah. yes. All right, we will come back with more of the Food Show in a moment after First Please This. Hello, hello, it's the Food Show. I'm Tom Fitzmorris. It's wonderful to be here with you talking about food and restaurants and stuff, but we have an extra bonus today. And, uh, you know, the, I, I like all the variety that this brings to our program. Ali and uh, uh, Lefton. Ali Lofton. Right? Lofton. Yeah, it's a tongue twister. I, nah. I don't know what it is about that. Okay, but uh, he'll, he'll be, uh, I'll permit him to hit me. 
uh, next time he punches into me. No, uh, Allie Lofton, the, the oyster lady, your neighborhood, yeah, the, your neighborhood oyster, oyster lady. lady. Yep. Um, and so we just talked to Chef Andrea, but before that, we were talking about etiquette. Um, you know that we wanted to bring back, and I was asking about homac. Did has mm-hmm. anybody out there, um, our listenership? Were they in and taking cooking classes in school? Like, not learning from their parents, but taking actual cooking classes. And here's why I posed this question, Tom. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure that you and I have ever personally, like, together talked about this, but who taught you to cook? Who taught me to cook? Who taught you to cook? Here is how I learned to cook. I found that I like to eat. Yeah. And I like to eat certain things and not other things. And as soon as I discovered that there that such a thing even existed, because I, I didn't know about it. When I first started reading books. You didn't about, know about what? I didn't know anything about the. The, the restaurant the, industry? The cuisine. Okay. Yeah, the, okay. the, the restaurant and cooking and everything else. To me, everything was just another hamburger. <laughs> you know, like like it was true in the Where's 1960s. Where's Marianne at? She would love to hear you say that. Oh, yeah, I'm sure she would. But uh, anyway, that's that's what got me going. And, was eating uh, out is what you're saying. Eating out. Well, but I did that, and then after doing my first cookbook, which would have been, when would that have been? Now, wait a minute. Uh, you were working at the Time Saver, and you didn't have interest in cooking yet at this point? All I had at that time, they had they had this thing called a, uh, a uh, oh gosh, it, it had it, it's it a, was a broaster, a broaster, a, a broaster. Thank you, Dan. And uh, it could fry a whole chicken in pieces in six minutes. It yeah. was really something. It was more or less what uh, the uh, that was your first exposure to like I'm gonna cooking, cooking, learning about yeah. cooking. Was yeah. the broaster? It sounds like something dudes do together. They're gonna Doesn't have a broaster party. A broaster party. <laughs> that but, uh, was funny. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Doug's shaking his head was. at me. That was funny. Okay, sorry. Okay, the broaster. Yes, that's your first exposure to cooking. Back on track. And um, something came up. Uh, I forget who it was. It was a, a, a guy who I whose uh, whose uh, capability and whose authority you couldn't uh, gainsay and uh he said you know tom you really ought to wait this start... is at the time saver or this is this, just somebody no you're talking oh no to? The, we've we've moved on quite a ways okay and, okay in fact now i'm working for a five uh by a magazine a, okay. a local a newspaper really called the figaro i don't know if you remember that okay it's nope. a long time ago anyway the editor of the figaro was a pretty sophisticated guy and he said you know you uh you have gotten a, a Nice little franchise here. After only years, you ought to learn about cooking. You don't really understand it. And then Ella Brennan told me that, and Dick Brennan, my friend, he told me the same thing. And that when I, that's when I said, How you know, green I'm were you, Tom, at this point? Very, very green. About I knew what tasted good. I could, I could talk that to you, a, a, a blue stick. Okay. But uh, but in the details, I really didn't know what I was doing, and I wasn't motivated to learn it. But then I was, you know, pushed in that direction, mm-hmm. and uh, I worked in a number of uh, restaurants around town. I, I spent uh, four days at Emeralds. Uh, that was fun because <laughs> uh, there, there's some funny stories behind that, but uh, that's another story. Uh, 
And uh, I, so, are I, you your twenties? Are you in your twenties at this? No, point? No, in my 20s by then. And uh, my first cookbook came out. What was that? 30s? No, that couldn't possibly. Be. I'd have to figure it out. Okay. But I, uh, my so this first is your exposure now. At this point, you were working at the Times Center. You saw the bro, you know, yeah. the broaster. Then you started right. writing about it because you knew uh-huh. what tasted well, good. There wasn't much to say about the broaster uh, other than you know feeding people with it. Uh, but it it turned me on to this, just the necessity of being able to cook if you're going to. So when did you start pretend. cooking at home then to teach yourself? Uh, that's how I did the cookbook was to what did what did I like eating? Mm-hmm. And I would make that at home. Mm-hmm. That's basically how I did it. OK. There were certain things. And, uh, Oysters Rockefeller took me 50 attempts before I got <laughs> it. I'm not kidding to get it to uh, where just I the way you should, wanted it. Just the way I wanted it. And then the next thing I know, people are telling me that they like the cookbook, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Wow. But, but that's probably more than you wanted to know, as a matter of fact. No, sure it's it not, is. because here's what I'm about to tell you, okay? Ah, so uh, I remember uh, I was in home ec in middle school in the 90s, okay? So I'm 35. Mm-hmm. I was in yep. middle school in the 90s. And it was boys and girls, Okay, yeah. so we had sewing and and other classes, and then we had a and we had a cooking section. And I grew up in the Midwest, so you know what we made we learned to make in the Midwest. Where where was it? Casseroles, City, Oklahoma. Casseroles. What? Casseroles. Casseroles. Yeah. There you go. Um, that's what we made. Um, that's what Midwesterns mm. make are casseroles that's because right. casseroles are a, a a reflection of using what you have in the refrigerator to make a meal out of it that feeds everybody. That's oh, well. that's the point of casseroles. Yeah. So that's what we learned to make. I want to say it was chicken noodle casserole, like that, something like that. Now that is by no means gourmet. Okay. No. That that no. All right. That's But but who basic. says it has to be if you if mostly what you have at home is kids. Right. Right. So you know, then make it what they want. That's what I would do. So my mother was not a, a, a gourmet. Um my grandmother was a a pretty darn good cook. And so I learned to make really basic things. And then I met my husband who is from here. And his family, and then, of course, the New Orleans dining scene is really what, um, you know, opened up my exposure to truly exquisite food. And, um, oh, are we, we, do we got to go to break? No, we we do, uh, but we don't have to go for off forever. Okay, Uh, just a couple minutes. You've got plenty of room. Just keep on going. Hello there. It's Mm -hmm. The Food Show. I'm Tom Fitzmorris with Ali, Ali Lofton. Yes. And she is... The lady of the oyster. No, yes. wait, that's not it. No, that's right. We just, oh, we just, enough, yeah, anyway. we switched them. The oyster lady. Yeah, I'm sorry yeah. about bumping uh, little segments of the program out for you, because uh, every uh, every 15 minutes or so, we're getting these huge ex- exploders exploding. I'm, 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 well, that's it's all right. Just messing my just head up. Just little hiccups. Even. But it's a like really really loud. Uh, on the south shore, we so. have uh, on the south shore we have we have nothing right now. But on the north shore, all kinds of pop up showers are happening. Yeah. So yeah. they're happening Rose. over over it's your a, house. It's a beautiful it's a beautiful view for me. And Tom's got the dark and stormy. 
Oh, no, over there. And that, that's, a, that's a drink, too. Actually, I don't know if it's with vodka, but there is a drink that's the dark and stormy. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Okay, so. I've forgotten about that. Listen, everybody out there, this is my question mm-hmm. I'm posing to you. And um, Alan had mentioned that they have culinary classes um, at his at his school that he teaches at on the West Coast. This mm-hmm. is the importance of home economic classes mm-hmm. in schools, okay? And my story on this is that I really got exposed to gourmet food, just exquisite food, when I married a New Orleanian and came to New Orleans um, around Katrina. So that's mm. by way, that's how my culinary um, world started, is, is um, via Katrina. That's uh, how a lot of people got it, and uh, I guess that's one side of it that we can say was a good side, although not all that good. But it's, but now that we have pulled our city together, we're as good as ever, I think. Absolutely. And, but here's, I want to admit something to you, Tom. All right. No okay. judging, okay? We don't judge on this film, this, this, um, we don't no. judge on the show. No, we, we hate when that happens. Okay. So, yeah. and we're all open-minded individuals. So this is, um, this is what I'm about to tell you. Okay. You know about the new uh, food delivery services, and I'm not talking about ordering food and eating them. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about where they deliver grocery, um, mm-hmm. like groceries and meals to your house. Where you don't have to do anything. You just sit down and eat. No, 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 no. You no? cook them. You cook them. You cook them. them. Okay. So, so they, they send you all the ingredients you need and, and you the recipe. And you cook them. And, and you fire away. Right. Yeah. And mm-hmm. here's what I want to say. This is how I am trying to learn I mean yes I cook from cookbooks I cook from your cookbook okay that that's that's not my point but I am trying to teach myself new cooking techniques and different styles of food mm-hmm. so so I have started doing periodically this service a couple of days a week and I feel like it has really made me more confident and mm. I think that's the point right it all sounds perfect to me. I, I wish everybody oh. would enclose that in their day. Tom, we have Stephen. We do, don't we? We do. Well, we won't Hello. have to keep him too long. So, come on uh, in. Come on in. Hello. I'm not going to keep you very long. Oh, I'm come headed, on, Stephen. I'm headed for Chef Duke's Dabs. It's opening at 5 o'clock. <gasps> no. So, yep. Fantastic I just stopped by there news. half an hour ago, and they said they were going to open at 5, and I had an errand to run, and so I run my errand, and I'm headed back for the The opening of so Dabs. I, oh, great. Well, tell us what's going on, Stephen. Well, that's about it. <laughs> oh, that's about I it. I have your oyster shells in my lap, by the way. Are you going to cook with them this weekend? Uh, I don't know about this weekend. Uh, thanks. I'm I'm going on vacation on Wednesday to visit my 93 year old mother. So. Oh, great! Well, I hope you have a uh, great trip. Yeah, I will. You know those shells travel going, well. Just so you know, they travel well. So you. Can, well, she's in a assisted living facility now. So. Gotcha. Okay, so it won't be cooking up uh, no much cooking. oysters for her. I see. Yeah, and then I'm going to a car show, so there's not much. Although, can can I put these on the manifold of my Cadillac and cook oysters? Possibly so. Uh, yeah, Who go knows? right ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Well, let us know about dabs, Stephen, okay? Okay. I'm headed that way. All right. Thank you, sir. Let you know Monday. Okay. Great. Bye. Mm-hmm.
there it is. Okay. This is the Food Show. I'm Tom Fitzmorris. Our program today is sponsored by the New Orleans Hamburger and Seafood Company. Oh, now there you go talking about hamburgers again, well, Tom. Well, there they are. You know, uh, <laughs> there is such a thing as a really good hamburger, and there's one that is, you know, that's not very good at all. <laughs> that's but true. When they first opened, I, it, there were certain aspects of it that seemed to improve on styles of hamburger cookery that hadn't been seen much, if at all, mm-hmm. around the city. And I pointed this out to some of the managers over there, and not like they were using me as some sort of uh, con- consult. But uh, anyway, I said, you know, if, if the grill were hotter than this, and you put the grill at thicker than it is, you'll get it seared on the outside, juicy in the middle, which is the holy grail, if right. you ask me. Yep. But uh, they don't just stop there. They have great fries. And ooh, and I've got something to say about this in just a few seconds. But uh, they um, even have these wonderful little crescent-shaped oysters. Uh, I'm sorry, not oysters. Uh, fries that they put a little garlic butter on. It adds mm. a whole new dimension to it. And then on the other side of the uh, hamburger and seafood aspect, you have seafood that is prepared only to order. It's always fresh. And Boy, uh, you can really when, tell the difference, too, when, when it's oh, not. Oh, can you ever. And when you see uh, that there is, um, uh, as you're getting, uh, getting down on this uh, thing, uh, that the uh, oil has to be changed very, very often, and that's one of the reasons their seafood is so fresh-tasting and so good. All of this is at the 10 locations now of the New Orleans Hamburger and Seafood Company, and they have also lately taken to serving you char-grilled oysters. oysters, which is a great mm. move on their part. So uh, New Orleans Hamburger and Seafood Company around town, enjoy. Yeah. So, so I started ordering these meals a couple yeah. of days a week to start expanding my my Horizon. repertoire of cooking skills. And how were they? You know, the the meals themselves were I guess what I would expect for a 30 minute meal at home. Does that make mm. sense? Yeah. Okay. So But you could do a lot worse than that. Absolutely. Yeah. And so I am saying this for anybody out there and and the other reason I bring it up, too, is like, okay, so um, I think it's very versatile in that, like, let's say that you're um, a single person and maybe you're getting a little bit o- older and you can't do all of the running around that used to be. Like, I don't think this is just for a young, sing- young single person or young married couple that's trying to expand their horizons. Like, I think that there are other um, – you know, ways to go about leveraging meal services like this. Like you want a small amount of food. You want it brought to you mm-hmm. so you don't have to do a whole bunch of running around. But the point is to kind of expand your culinary repertoire, Yeah, I mean, right? what do you I've, what do you uh, got to lose? Ago, I have a short list of the reasons people dine out in restaurants. Oh, Number yeah. one, mm-hmm. it gets you out of the house. Yes. Number two, you get served. Yes. Number three, you eat things that you would probably not think of even, let alone mm-hmm. to eat. And uh, I'm working on number four. Um, it's a but these great are the social experience. It's Yeah, it, you're with your friends. Mm-hmm. If you don't have any friends yet, you make friends that way. That's right. And uh, it's just a great thing, really underrated, and it has had its impact on the uh, recent times. 
when so many people are just well, it exposes you home, to new foods that's and right. and new yeah. and new ideas. But you know, um, since we can't eat out all the time, a, a family yeah. of four, it's a way to add new meals, you know, to um, the different things that we're eating. So. You know, I will say that as a millennial, there are definitely things that have come around like these um, where you order food to the door. Okay, Mm -hmm. Um, the food, the food um, delivery and you're just eating a pizza at home or ramen at home on the recliner or whatever. Mm. But then there's these ones that bring the ingredients and have the recipe card to you. And I have really enjoyed doing that because I've extrapolated like these cooking skills and techniques to other things that I want to cook it. At cook at home. So when I asked you about how did you learn to cook, who was the first cookbook you had? Who'd you go to? Richard Collins' book. Okay. And what's the first thing of his you cooked? Uh, that's a good question, but I think it was trout almondine. Okay. I tried to do oysters Rockefeller, but that would take me uh, 50 times. <laughs> 50 times, and it really did. Okay. Uh, so how did you think that you did the first time you did it? Uh, Really bad. I was very disappointed that I couldn't duplicate what I was used to getting in restaurants in my kitchen, but the reason was that I didn't know what I was doing. Right. How long do you think it took you to figure out what you were doing? Uh... 50 times, apparently, for... For the the (laughs) Oysters Rockefeller, it genuinely was 50 times. And, And I'm not sure. I might still be checking it out because I got a sneak treat uh, uh, from the one of the longtime chefs over at Antoine's and they told me what it was because that was a secret oh a little that, secret uh, a little yeah. a little trick that maybe you needed to do to improve yeah well, or anything like that okay I uh, know before we uh, I, I uh, this uh, something I wanted to bring up today and uh, this doesn't ap- apply to anything at all that you and I have discussed but I think you'll I be like surprises. pleased by it um, last night I had just gotten home, and we we had dinner last night uh, out as we usually do. Was it a good meal? Uh, and uh, I'm looking up at the sky, and here is a very tightly crescent moon. I mean, it's mm-hmm. a very lapsed moon with just you know that little curl there. Yep. Right next to it, and seeming to actually move into that crescent was Jupiter. And that was such a striking thing. There we go. Is he back? Yep. Okay. All right. So we have a few minutes of the show left, and we're just rolling with the punches. I'm Allie Loft and the Oyster Lady. Tom has popped out for a second because he's in his studio on the North Shore, and I'm down here in the studio on the South Shore. And... Um, we were doing the show together today, and I guess he's he's getting a little bit of lightning blips over there. Yeah, they have some pop-up showers that are happening on yeah, the Yeah, no shore. problem. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, Tom, if you come back in, great. Otherwise, we'll bid him adieu um, for the rest of the show. We only have about um, eight more minutes, if that. But um, I wanted to bring up more of the learning to cook point because I think that there's many different avenues that we can go about learning to cook and like I said and I mean this is not news to my mother so it's not like she's listening to me right now thinking that I'm back oh Tom and we're back 
Tom. <laughs> Here we go. Tom, you and I are just rolling with the punches, man. So come right back in. Um, mm-hmm. Back on the topic of of learning to cook your first few recipes, right? Yep. And you, um, Richard Collins' book, correct? Richard Collins, who was he wrote the the very first local, well, yes and no, but this book here, the New Orleans uh, Underground Gourmet. It was the first really savage restaurant critic uh, work that had ever been done. Mm-hmm. It turned me on so much that I got into it uh, almost immediately. So this and is your kind of your inspiration, your motivator. This, yeah, he was my mentor. I had two mentors, and he was one of them. Okay. And uh, the it also had a certain number of uh, recipes in it or recipes that were waiting to happen. And so he, he and his wife, they would work together on everything. Uh, they put out a cookbook uh, uh, of New Orleans uh, dishes, and no one had really done it, not like he did. And then it was a huge success. Tom, what time frame later, was this? This would have been in the late let's 70s. See, 19, 19, no, I think they were. The, the, the first cookbook, that was 1969. I remember that very, okay. very vividly. Uh, so, yeah, I guess it might have gotten down that far. Okay, so were you discouraged at any point in going through this cooking process? No, because I knew I was going to do it. I knew what everything – this is this is something that I think not enough cooks or, or wannabe cooks take into account. You have to want to eat like that. You have to be thrilled by it. And, thrilled, I think, yeah, that's and, the key word. And uh, that's what I was after. I wanted to be thrilled by the food I was making. And if it didn't thrill me, I would say, well, let's try again mm-hmm. and keep working on it. And after a while, it, it got to be kind of easy. Somehow. Yeah, I think my husband Kyle and I have kind of gotten to that point in in cooking is we've um, we've developed a knack and and skills for doing certain types of things, including one of them, which you talked about earlier this week, and I wanted to ask you about scallops. Mm, Marianne's not scallops. a big fa- fan of them, right? She uh, never touches them, yeah. which is good because I get more it. for you. And yeah. see, mm-hmm. I love them. Me too. I absolutely love them. And one of the ways that we have been doing them recently is um, like the carpaccio style, like mm-hmm. sliced. Oh. And I didn't know if you liked them that way or not. I do like them that way. And it's the classic way to see them if you ever go to uh, to Venice. Yeah, right. The, and you slice it. them. If, if you all don't know, you slice them super, super thin, almost yeah. as thin as basically a good knife will allow you to do it, which or, I think or, we need to get a better kitchen knife. Or they, they had another. They had two other ways of doing it. One of them was to uh, use a deli knife, if you could call that a knife. To just, and the other one is they would freeze the beef, and then pound the daylights out of it. No, the scallops, the, not the beef. Sc- oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I've, I've already. I'm way down on. Uh, uh, in, uh, We're doing in, like beef uh, carpaccio. Yeah, no, the, sca- the scallops I, carpaccio. Lost my so, place, yeah. um, so you so- slice them super, super thin. That's it. As thin as you can. Or um, pound it. Or One pound or the them other. down. Yeah. I don't yeah. think we've done that method before. Um, yeah, the pounding of them, but we tried to slice them really thin, and we did basically kind of like a lemon, lime, honey, um, vinaigrette almost on them it's it's kind of a little sticky i don't know mm-hmm. if there's like a fancy term for that sauce cook but... it a little longer that's <laughs> a little bit hotter 
and so, that's problem so that's solved. the way um that's the way we've been doing it but what's the difference the te- technical term and this is going to ask you between carpaccio and tartare does tartare mean chopped up tartare like- uh, first of all you can ignore that name it has nothing to do with the tartars or tartar sauce or anything like that there's just no connection whatsoever it's just okay. a name and uh, so uh, the question was, like, is it a cutting style? What is that? What does that mean? Yeah, you want to, you want to get it as thin as you can possibly do it, and then just the little dribbles of. Uh, so does the carpaccio mean slicing thin, and tartare means like dicing mm-hmm. up? What's the? Uh, no, I. I you know, I'm not sure about this because it's been so long since I've even thought about it. Well, if somebody out there I, knows the answer, call us because we have a couple I, minutes. <laughs> I, oh, good. Let's hope so. But I think it may have been named for a singer. No. Uh, I, I, I know. I have that recollection. I don't know if that's true or not. Okay. Well, I'm going to look it up because that popped yeah. that popped up in my head today. Um, mm. Because, you know, remember, we had the tartare at Viance, yeah. and it was really diced up really tiny and small. That's right. Yeah. Um, that and- wouldn't be considered an... Uh, um, a carpaccio. carpaccio. I know, yeah. but that I guess that's what I'm trying to understand is like it's all little and tiny, you know. I Cut, mean, you're slice thin, thin slicing of whatever way you want. You can pound it out or you can slice it up. Mm-hmm. But I absolutely love scallops, and that's been my most Me favorite too. way to have them recently. And then I know searing them. But what's another good way to have sea scallops? Uh, I like. Do you have another to, favorite? Yeah, I I like. Uh, not stuffing them exactly, but working oh, in cool. some anise. I, I'm, a, I'm a nut for an, an, an anise. Tom, and we you have, have run out of time. Been a pleasure. This has been a blast as usual. I'm Allie Lofton, the Oyster Lady, and Tom, do your thing. Thank you very much. I'm so happy you uh, turned up here, and I can tell you, my wife is thrilled that you did such a great she job knows on I love program it. today. Enjoy yep. every bit of it, well, Tom. We all love her. Yeah, that's how that goes. All right, so, WWL. 105.3 FM, WWL Radio, New Orleans, 105.3 FM. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.